morning, 9.39 on a Wednesday. So let's talk about human interaction, physical human interaction. Now, you know, when you're on LinkedIn, you make these wonderful connections with people. Yeah, it's great. You could text and talk on the phone and do the video call. For me, though, I like to meet somebody face-to-face. You know, I want to I wanna interact with them face-to-face and because that's where you make a physical connection, especially in the business world or networking or, if, like, again, with these missions that, yes, we will do the videos and we will do, you know, we will talk and be on this big platform. But I think if we do it face-to-face, like on a physical platform, for real, you know, in front of all the people that I want to help, it's, it for me, again, it's connecting with others. It's, it's, it's drawing out uh, what I want to do, sharing my feelings, sharing my ideas. I mean, again, you could do that on a video platform, but it doesn't have the same pull as physical human interaction. And believe it or not, we all need that. There's still a lot of people that are hesitant to go back to work because of the whole virus. Well, if you take precautions, if you get vaccinated, if you do all the things that you're supposed to do to want to live a normal life, then go back to work. Go go back to work cautiously, though. Staying at home and doing it remote is really not challenging at all. I'd rather be in there with everybody physically. Because again, like the missions I want to complete in my lifetime, you have to go to the area where you're going to help out. Doing it video-wise, it just again, it doesn't have the same appeal. Um, if you notice on LinkedIn how many people, when they have shared an accomplishment, oh, I got a new job, I just got married, oh, I got promoted, and they, everyone wants to share in your joy. So you put a post up, and all your contacts, whoever you send it to, whether it's your physical LinkedIn family or the whole world, you want them to share in your happiness and joy. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful. The same thing when you're presenting an idea or an opinion on something and you want to get people's reactions. So there are many opinion polls that I want to take, but I don't want to cause too much trouble. I don't want to cause any type of trouble because I don't want it to be kind of like, what do you mean? Now I could put up a random topic or a poll and say, what do you think? What do you think is the most important? What's, what do you think is the most important emotion to have in your lifetime? In other words, what do you think in a relationship, whether it's personal business? Because for me, it's, it's a matter, there are two things I look for, trust and communication. If you don't have trust and you don't communicate, then you really don't have much of a relationship. Now think of it that way. And that also applies in the professional. You've got to be able to trust the people that you work with. Like say, for instance, okay, you started a new job. Or no, let's make it, no, you've been at this company for like two or three years. And you're close with everybody because you think of your, your co-workers and your boss and everybody, the company you work with, your second family. Not your first, your second, your first family is always going to come first. Your second family. So you've known one of your colleagues for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden, you tell them something in confidence and then you have a fight with them. So whatever you told them in confidence, you think, okay, they're going to keep that to themselves. I trust them. But what happens if you guys have a fight? And they took the information that you gave them, a personal 
whatever it might be, and they use it against you, then where's that communication and trust? It's gone. I did that in the past, will not do that again. Why? Because I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anyone. I'll tell you why. You know, I'm trying to understand this now. So when you're on LinkedIn, I make these wonderful connections with people. And I have a mission, missions in life that, yes, are important to me. You know, again, uh, coming this, this Saturday is going to be important for me as well as many other people. But I think that if we do bring this message out there and the whole world sees it, maybe we'll get noticed, maybe we won't. I'm hoping we get noticed. It's a little bit of fame, but to be in the spotlight is important for me, especially when it comes to cancer. Next month is, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But let, I'm focusing also not just on the breast cancer, I'm also focusing on every cancer that's out there, from colon, prostate, liver, lung, skin, throat, any and, every, any and every cancer that's out there that people are going through right now, as we're talking right now. And we also want to make the, the health care over there more affordable so that when you go into the doctor, you don't think about what is this going to cost me? No. That's the furthest thing from your mind. You go in there with the intention of this doctor is going to treat me, this doctor is going to save my life, and I'm going to get better. Then we will talk about payment. And actually, in all reality, there should be payment plans set up for people who can't afford, who can't afford that high price of medical care. Think about medical costs in general, and not just over there. Over here too, they're expensive. I don't care what anybody says. Even if you have some type of insurance, they are expensive. They shouldn't be. When it comes to saving your life, really, you should not put a price tag on, on a person's life. You ever notice that when you go into a doctor, the first thing they're going to say is, well, you know, before I treat you, I want my payment. So in other words, you want to be paid before you actually do the physical work of saving a person's life. Is that what you're telling me? If that's what you're telling me, you're in the wrong profession. A doctor is supposed to care about his patients by treating them and saving their life. Not, oh, when am I going to get my next paycheck so I can go out there and do what I have to do? See, doctors, I think, are very greedy. Very, Yeah, they, everyone's going to tell me, what are you talking about? Doctors only think about dollar signs when they see a patient, a potential patient. You don't think about the person's life, do you? But what if it was your own family members? Is this what you would think? Oh, I'm not going to treat you until you pay me. How selfish and greedy is that? That's terrible. That is terrible. But when you go around other parts of the world and the healthcare system can be improved and it will be improved because we will do something about it, you still feel bad about the people who right now, the jobs that they're doing to put food on the table, to put a roof over their heads, it's not enough. And when it comes to the cost of healthcare, it is scary because you're saying to yourself, well, how am I gonna take care of my family? I want them to get the best medical treatment, but how how's that going to happen if I don't have that type of money? If I don't have that type of money, what am I going to do? I'm going to let them die? No. So we have to tackle that too. There has to be affordable health care for everyone. Not, oh, before, I, before we go in for you to be treated, you have to pay me. No. Either you treat them or we'll go someplace else. Again, you do not put a price tag on a person's life. If you do that, well, then I'm sorry. You're in the wrong profession. 
A doctor is supposed to take care of its patients. See that for me, I don't like the idea of how doctors act towards a patient. I remember with my mother before she got sick and when I take her to the doctor, I didn't like his manners. I, I didn't like, he didn't take anything that she had seriously. Everything was a big joke. This is no time for joking. She was at an age where, you know, as you get older, yes, you're going to have more problems. Oh, everything's so lackadaisical with him. Oh, you know, ha-ha, laughing. Oh, you're still alive. It's like the little things that he said irritated me. And I said to my mom, you really like this guy? Because I'll be honest with you, I, I, don't, I don't find his bedside manner terribly funny. Even my older sister, we were in agreement. My other sister's like, oh, come on, guys, chill out. Chill out, nothing. He doesn't take her seriously. He's got aches and pains over here, and he's sitting there laughing and making jokes. That's not funny. But when he found out that she passed away, then his whole manner, then his whole manner and demeanor changed. I said, yeah, well, what, how, how was it when you, the way you treated her when she was alive? You made fun of her. I saw it firsthand. Now, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but I saw it firsthand. I just didn't like the way he handled her, you know, treatment otherwise. Everything was a big joke. Everything was a big smile. Ha, 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 ha. That she had something serious, you're going to sit there and laugh? That's why I don't like doctors. Because all they think about is, before they could treat you, we have to have the payment plan set up. Well, let's put it this way. When you're in another part of the world, and the health care is expensive, and that's the reason why people don't go into the hospital to get treated. They're trying to take the care of it, care of it themselves. They can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. Think about it that way. If you're already taking care of a family and you have children and you have to provide for them, but the job that you have doesn't pay much, and then somebody in your family gets sick, then what are you going to do? How are you going to get them treated? With what? That's why we have to make it affordable for them. You know, it, it pains me to say this, but when you're slowly trying to, quote, you're slowly dying, you're trying to take care of yourself, you're trying to get this illness out of your body, you need to be under a doctor's care. With cancer, this is no game. Cancer is real, and if it's not treated in the proper way under a doctor's care, you will die, basically. Sorry for being morbid. I'm sorry. You know, if, if I... Back when I had it, if they said to me, we're not going to treat you until you pay us, I was like, you know what, then I'll go someplace else. Because obviously you don't care about people. You're putting a price tag over their head. Don't put a price tag over a person's head. Don't do that. Everybody deserves to have their life saved. Everybody deserves affordable health care. Everybody deserves to be treated. But if you're going to treat people like that, because the first thing that you think about is, oh, I need to get that million-dollar page, whatever, whatever it's going to cost. I'm exaggerating with the numbers. Whatever it's going to cost. Because that's what doctors see, the dollar signs. They don't see a person's life is at stake. And if you're going to play it like that, well, I'm sorry to say, we have to do something so that it doesn't happen that way. I mean, come on. Seriously? Oh, you know, it just gets to me sometimes. It really gets to me. But I'll tell you one thing. My reaction to it, it bothered me at some point because of everything that happened. I am the type of person that believes, that believes we can get something done down there. And not just the health care. The thing I'm also concerned about is poverty, education, famine, 
shelter, a lot of different things that need to be tackled. Because again, in order to make one place great again, we have to do something together as a whole. I, for one, cannot do it by myself. I'm not familiar with the area. I know a lot of people who live in that area are familiar with it. That's why we need to get on board. We need to get on board and do all these things to make it great again. You know, because everybody's misconception is, oh, everybody down there is bad. Oh, so that includes women and children too, and the elderly. Seriously? And then you think about all the young people that come out of college, right? And they're looking for a job to help out with their families. But the jobs down there are very scarce. Well, then I said to myself, if I bring, if I have a side business, the only requirement I'm going to ask from you is you work hard and you learn and you do your best. You don't have to have a degree. You don't even have to have prior experience. Just work hard. We will work. You don't work for me. We work together. As a, as a whole, as a group, as a team. It all depends on the business because I have many ideas in my head. It's just a matter of getting it up off the ground. Financially, cannot do it yet. I will at some point down the line. And again, I am not going to shirk my responsibility of not helping others because again, it's being put on hold until I can get my finances in order. Because to be honest with you, if I try to do it now, it, it wouldn't work only because of everything that's going on. So that's why I said I have not forgotten anybody down there, and I hope that this weekend it will make a positive statement and that it'll, be, it'll go viral. And what am I talking about? Well, to break it down now towards the end, I can say this, an announcement from my good friend, Olatanji B. or Benjamin, as we know now that that's his middle name, Alanger. Uh yes, he will be hosting it this Saturday, uh, 12 p.m. on the on the on the on the in the U.S. 5 p.m. over there. Whole group of people talking about my story of how I survived cancer, and and I'll be showing my battle scar. Why? Because it's important. I want people to see what happens when you take a long time going to the doctor if you find something in your body what is the result because you don't want to end up like me i i I sometimes go back and think well why didn't i go in sooner maybe because i was ashamed maybe i didn't think that there was anything wrong with me that whatever it was it would go away cannot have that mentality when you're playing you're playing russian roulette with your life if you think like that so that's why i say it's very important for people to go in as soon as you find something in your body Whether it's big or small, you need to go in. Then if you cannot do it for yourself, do it for the people in your life. Because again, it makes a difference. If you wait like I did, you'll get a cancer diagnosis. Then you gotta go through the whole, the chemotherapy, the radiation, all the drugs, the side effects. Believe me, you don't wanna go through it. I went through it, it was hell, but I got through it. And how did I get through it? Oh, you know, my, my, um, my mother and God. God gave me a second chance. Why? I've turned a little bit on the religious side. Before that, you know when my mother passed away, I was angry because I wanted her around for a long time. And she was going through a lot in her lifetime. She survived a lot of things, but she died five years ago. I I still can't. I still miss her. When I think about her and all the hell she went through and, and then she had to get her hip replaced because she fell down and broke her hip she went through hell it just 
I still miss her though. I think about her all the time, but she helped me through my darkest time. And that's what I want to do. I want to do that. I want to help out as much as I can. I want to just give back. So I'm hoping that this goes viral. It's going to be on three different platforms. I actually made a video that he said he's going to put in into like part of a flyer to, to make this introduction. So I want all the support of everybody out there. I want to make this, you know, in other words, what you will see, people will be like, oh my God, she actually came out and showed that scar. I'm not going to hide from it. Let me ask you something. Think about it this way. And I, and I mentioned this on previous podcasts. You are 100% of a human being with or without a body part. In other words, I am still 100% woman because I do not have a breast. Men will make you feel that. See, with women, men will make them feel like, oh, well, because you only have one breast, you're only a half person. I'm like, excuse me? So you're saying breasts make up a woman. That's what you're saying. In other words, if a woman didn't have either of her breasts, she's not a complete person. How selfish and silly that sounds coming from a man. Because you know, a small population of men do get breast cancer. Do you want that same same thing that you just said apply to you no so don't do it to a woman women pride themselves on how they look if you if you keep putting them down and put all that that um that that you know saying those things to them they're not going to look at themselves in the most positive light so don't say things like that that's not nice think think before you speak think you know, you can hurt somebody's feelings by saying that. For me, though, I don't even consider it a breast anymore. It's not a breast. It's a battle scar. And I will gladly show it to the whole world to prove a point of exactly what happens, what happens when you take a long time going to see the doctor. A long time. Because, again, it hurts me to the point of, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't think I can do this anymore. When I was in, back 16 years ago, I would have never done it at all. I was too proud or just too ashamed, and I wanted to put a past behind me that I didn't... I didn't want people to know that I was going through an illness. But, but everybody figured it out. That's something that you cannot hide from. They see the changes, and you're like, oh, wow, look at you, 16 years and going strong. So yes, I am going to show my battle scar. And if it offends people, oh well. I mean, again, it's kind of like a public service announcement, like a wake-up call. You don't want to end up like me. You want to go in as soon as you see something and where, wherever it is in your body. Because again, I'm not just focused on breast cancer. It's all cancers. So my father died from lung cancer. And, and, and you know, the cancer cause to me is important, especially in other parts of the world where treatment should be given. And not, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to have to make you pay before we treat you. No, no, no. You are going to save that person's life and just put the payment on the back burner, okay? Don't even, don't even, you know, look at it as dollar signs. That's what doctors do. All they think about is what they're going to get with that next paycheck. Stop it. That's why with money, for me, money, yeah, it's wonderful to have, but you know what? Again, people get greedy with their money. That's not good. It's not good at all. Because people's lives are more 
precious and important. So I hope all of you can attend because it's going to be this Saturday, the 25th, 5 p.m. over there in that part of the world. Well, in, in, in Africa. And then 12 o'clock here in the United States. But again, everybody's time difference is different. So I'm hoping it reaches a whole global audience as well as here in the United States. So I'm going to let you guys go. Um, remember, lives are precious. You cannot put a price tag on a person's life. You cannot do that. And human interaction is very important. A face-to-face uh, meeting, for me anyway. Because if I'm going to do these missions, I want to see I want to see who I'm addressing this topic to. Yes, again, viral is good. But you make more of a, of a statement and more of an impression when you're doing it in person as opposed to, you know, doing it from another perspective. So, I'm going to let you guys go. But I'm going to say a quick prayer for all of you because I think it's important that we have prayer and the power of God. God gets us through the most deepest, darkest times in our life. So let me say a quick prayer for all of you out there. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God bless all of you. Stay strong, stay safe, take care.